Britney's big uh, memoirs, they're out. Last night it got dropped out. We've been uh, unpacking that slowly this morning. A lot of Britney stuff yes. that we didn't know about. So um, one of the things we want to touch on before we speak to Jason Alexander, who married Britney after she broke up with Justin. So we just heard about how in love with Justin she was and how difficult that heartbreak was. So she married um, her friend Jason at a wedding in Vegas. Now, these, and they were school friends, these two, right? Yeah. And then when her parents found out, they got mad and forced her to get the annulment. Wow. That time in Vegas, we just acted silly. Having already been under so much media scrutiny, I wasn't interested in causing trouble. It was about feeling free and enjoying what I'd been working so hard to achieve. As a 20-something will do after a few drinks, I wound up in bed with one of my old friends, a childhood friend who I'd known forever. The third night we were there together, he and I got shit-faced, then had the brilliant idea of going to a little white chapel at 3.30 in the morning. People have asked me if I loved him. To be clear, he and I were not in love. I was just honestly very drunk and probably in a more general sense at that time in my life, very bored. The next day, my whole family flew out to Vegas. They showed up and stared at me with these eyes of such fury. I looked around. We have to get this annulled, they said. They made way too big of a deal out of innocent fun. We signed all the documents they told us to sign. The marriage lasted 55 hours. Wow. Yeah, so there you go. We're talking to Jason Alexander, who's joining us on Zoom now. Hi, Jason. Jason, good morning. Hi. How are, How are you guys doing? Good. Yeah, good. Gosh, yeah. this book is like, it's crazy. It's really <laughs> interesting. It's fascinating. So you're back in the spotlight, uh, Jason, uh, not because you wanted to be, but because this book is sort of unpacking everything. Yeah. So, so Brittany right. said in her book that you guys didn't mean to get married. You were just, you guys got really wasted. Is that how you remember it? Uh, you know, actually, that was the first time I actually heard it read, read out like that. So, um, you know, I love Brittany to death. So I, I that's that's not um, the story I remember. But, um, you know, whatever, whatever she was told that she had to say about that for the book, I respect that. And, uh, you know, I support her 100 so, percent. So, um, so, Jason, you're, you're, yeah. saying, you're saying that you've got a different memory of that. You still feel that Brittany's controlling the narrative like letting a little bit out but not the whole story is that your memory is very different well i think it's the first time she's ever even spoken about it and publicly um so it's interesting that they brought it out in the book so you're in bed with um, she said you guys were in bed with each other before the marriage and the drinking it was so having sex and you know was that the first time you'd had sex with Brittany, or or what happened no so like We've, we've been close friends since kindergarten, like uh, you were saying. And, um, you know, we hooked up in high school a little. And then a few months before New Year's, before she invited me to come to Vegas, we were hanging out back in our hometown, Kentwood, Louisiana. And uh, we were spending a lot of time together. So that wasn't like the first night or weekend we were hanging out, you know, intimately. But, um, yeah, it's... Uh, it's interesting. That's how she said it went down. Though. So she was she was single uh, when you guys were hooking up here and there and, and having sex prior to the the marriage. Correct. Yes, oh. she was single at the time. Yeah. So did you, from your end, did you feel like it was more than just getting drunk and getting married? Well, actually, that particular day on the second, leading up to the third, because it was early morning on the third that we actually got eloped and. Um, 
we had we literally laid around all day uh ate took uh you know had dinner brought to the room we didn't leave the bedroom we watched movies obviously you mentioned a couple of those in the book but um yeah it, it was no um we, we were not intoxicated under the influence of anything that particular day you know like obviously on new year's eve we had a good time yeah. and uh on the you know the first uh the next day but that particular day obviously uh we weren't under the influence and um I believe the the lady that owns the that married us at the Little White Wedding Chapel, um, she came out in an interview and even said they they're very strict on marrying intoxicated mm. people. So um, she was very blunt about how that we were neither of us were intoxicated and we knew you know exactly what we were doing and that we looked very um, in love. Which you know I've always had feelings for Brittany, so the fact that she said that we weren't in love kind of hurts my feelings. But at the same time, I do understand that. She has probably coerced in a little bit in writing that book, especially over this topic anyway. Why do you think that? Why do you think she would be coerced to say something different to what happened? Well, because um, that was what the narrative they told us after the wedding when they asked us if we would actually sign an annulment. Because Brittany wanted to run away that morning. Like when her when she found out that her mom and, and her family was on the way to Vegas, she tried to uh, gas the, her jet and, and take off running with me to Ibiza and go uh, celebrate our honeymoon. And I was the one that actually said no. I was scared because at that point I'd been on the phone with her dad and her mom, and I was way out of my league at this point. You know, I was just a 22-year-old college student, and they scared me with all these ideas about how I was going to be blasted all over the media and everything that I've ever done was going to come out and that I just had no idea what I got myself into and if I would just let them uh, guide me or, or you know, um, consult me and what to do. And they said if I would be willing to sign an annulment, they would work with me over the next few months in me and Brittany's relationship and give us a proper wedding. And that was the only reason I even agreed to signing the annulment. And that's why I told Brittany, I don't think we should run away. Maybe we should uh, do it try to. Way. And I respected her family very much, too, you know, growing up around small town or families. You know, my, her mom was my principal in kindergarten. And mm. our, our parents have a close friendship relationship. So, you know, I just had a lot of respect and they took advantage of that. Um, but... Yeah, it played out a little differently and than that. How, um, how did it come to be when Brittany just left you? Like, what happened after that? How well, did she was it, still in the conservatorship so too, right? So she was still being controlled, and is that what got this in the was way? Pre, this was pre pre conservatorship. This was before the conservatorship right, was right. even uh, an uh, idea. So they were still very they, involved and uh, puppet mastering everything, really, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. They basically had me sign. We did sit down and sign a bunch of papers. And as soon as they got everything signed, they actually, um, I, I paid for the wedding with my money out of my pocket. And uh, for it was actually my student loan money that I brought with me to Vegas because uh, <laughs> I was in college at the time. And it was like $700 I spent on that wedding. And um, they gave us a wedding video and, and, and pictures, you know, of the whole wedding. And, Have you got um, the wedding video still? Do you watch the wedding video still? They compensated that from me um, after we signed uh, the, the annulment and the confidentiality agreements and everything they had laid out for us. And uh, I, I don't have a copy of that, but I am reaching out to the um, chapel because all this kind of brought all that back up to me. And I see that they do have copies of that. And since I paid for it and it was my wedding, I'm going to see if I can get a copy of that. Now, let's fast but, forward, um, I, let's, I don't let's have fast a forward a bit here. 
later on, after this all collapsed and everyone went their separate ways, Brittany married that Sam guy in 2022. And I remember on the news, yeah. you showed up to Brittany's house. They say you broke yeah. into it the day of the wedding and um, yeah. and dragged out by the cops and restraining orders. And it looked <laughs> on the news like you were unhinged and still in love with her. And what really went on? Why did you go to Brittany's house all those years later when, on the eve of, a, of another wedding? Mm. What was going on? Well... You know, uh, she actually, uh, it was like a 10 year gap from me and her talking, you know, like I didn't speak to her, uh, lasting like at that point for 10 years. And she reached out to me in 2020 and we started talking over the phone and having this conversation that private conversation no one really knew about. And, uh, so when the conservatorship ended, I felt like because of the way the conversations were going, that me and her would be able to actually see each other. Uh, for the first time, you know, since Vegas, uh, in person, besides just speaking over the phone. And so when I found out that she was getting married, um, I'd spoke to her literally like three days before that on the phone on, on that Monday before the wedding. Uh, and she, she didn't, didn't even mention getting married. She didn't mention it. No. So when I heard about it, I was super surprised and I was actually in California at the time. So I was like, you know what? I'm very close to you know where, where they were having the wedding so i just went there and um it, it wasn't very hard to get in to be honest because me and her had talked about meeting on this hiking trail behind her house which uh mm -hmm. leads to like you know uh, easy entrance to the back of her property and so that's just the way i went in and uh i was really just trying to uh see her and ask her if this was really what she wanted and um you know because it, of the so conversation was, so, we were it, having. so it was out of care for her, you wanted to make sure. Yes, that. absolutely. Right. And well, I was happened. concerned because you, you had. Did you see her that day, or did the the security grab you? You know what? I didn't make it to her. Uh, I actually got to her her room, and the door was locked. And I didn't want to, um, you know, I didn't want to do any damage or try to break in anything because I was there and just just to try to see if she was okay. I didn't want to um, cause any kind of, uh, you know. Uh, heighten any kind of situation to where, you know, they thought that I was there for violence or something. It was you really must just have been. to try to check on her. And you're walking through the halls of her house and they're obviously the setup <clears throat> for the wedding, the whole yard's decorated and people are bumping in catering yeah. stuff and, and, and yeah, yeah. wow. So, so what happened? Someone, who grabbed you and got you out of there? What, what happened? Yeah. Well, they, 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 um, they told me to exit the house, so I exited the house uh, and was walking around the outside of the property and was just filming on my Instagram live, going around trying to see, you know, if she was somewhere outside of the house because I, I couldn't, I didn't see anybody in the house. Were you yelling out, name, were you so, yelling out, Brittany, Brittany, trying to get her. Yeah, I was yelling her name like, Brittany, Brittany, where's Brittany? And I was asking people where she was at. But uh, some, some somebody that worked for the production team grabbed my camera out of my phone and took off running and as soon as they got my camera from me they all just jumped on me like 10 people and uh that's how they detained me and then they called the police and then it was all you know on the have you heard from her happened. since or is that you haven't heard from her yeah yeah i've spoken to her we actually talked about it uh she told me she had no control over what happened that day and she didn't really want to speak about it much but her her good friend and i believe manager kate hudson um, he was, I think, the one that was in charge over everything going on that day. So, um, she kind of just blamed him, but at the same time, she 
she claimed that she didn't have anything to do with it. But what interesting myth. to me is that she never spoke about it. You know, even in the media or afterwards, it was like she never mentioned anything about it. I'm surprised she didn't say something about it in the book. Yeah, that wow. is surprising. Oh, gosh. Well, Jason, thank you so much for talking to us. Are you We're still in love with the book a bit later. Are you still in love with her now, or have you moved on? you got your own life happening? What's the current status uh, of you? Yeah, I, I, I remarried this year in March, and, uh, you know, I've moved on in my life with as far as, like, intimate, you know, we, uh, seeking some type of relationship with Brittany, obviously, and uh, after that wedding day. So I've moved on. I'm super happy. I'm, I'm in like, I love Brittany to death as a friend. And I always just want to support her. And I hope whatever's going on in her life is, you know, is her choice and that, that she's really just genuinely happy. Okay. And when you're with your new girlfriend and Brittany comes on the radio, do you have to like change the channel or is, is that still there? No, absolutely not. This is the beauty <laughs> and my, my wife is not jealous over the situation at all. And um, she's super supportive, actually. She actually has spoken to Brittany on the phone a um, uh, number of times. So wow. they actually know each other. Oh, that's yeah. Nice. And Brit Brittany even told us both over the phone that she was happy for us. And uh, the last time I called, talked to Brittany, she called on this this month actually on the sixteenth and told me happy birthday. So that's sweet. Yeah. So all's, all's good in the hood, really. There's no drama here. Yeah, nah, no drama. Was uh, look, I'm asking on behalf of Australian men. Was she a weapon? There was that. Was that like in the bedroom? Yeah, you know, it was like was that all fantastic and. Everything wonderful. <laughs> uh, you know, I you know what I am a humble man. You know, so I'm a yes. father now, and, mm. and and I'm a humble man. So I just you know I keep that keep that between you know. What a gentleman! What okay. a gentleman! Uh, Jason, listen, you sound like a nice bloke. <laughs> In the press, you seemed like an unhinged nut job from the past, and you yeah. seemed like a pretty decent fella. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what the media likes to do is uh, yeah. they like to slander and, uh, you know, yeah. make me uh, discredit me because I am such a normal person. And uh, they don't have me on the contract. I'm not paid off. So, like, <laughs> yeah. I can talk about things, you know. So, well, man, yeah. good luck on your life and, uh, yeah. and the new missus. She sounds great. I'm glad you're happy. Thank you. Thanks for sharing your side of the story today. Yeah, appreciate man, thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks, Jason. Jason Thanks. Alexander, wow. Britney Spears' first husband as we unpack the memoir. And what a day. What a, a day, day indeed, yes.